Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Step Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Stephanie. Hey, Steph. How's it going? (laughs) It's going good. It's Saturday night over here. Just got a little glass of Pinot. How about you? Oh, Saturday night. Saturday morning here. I've got uh, mm-hmm. my coffee. I've had, it has been a scorcher of a week in London. We've had like this insane heat wave. It was 30, 39 degrees yesterday. Um, oh. And no one is sleeping. I'm exhausted. So I have all the coffee this morning. Um, but I'm glad you've got your glass of wine over there. You are doing yes. well at least. <laughs> Yes, this is what happens when you get older. Wine and recording and nights yeah. in are your yeah. ideal nights. Exactly. Um, so last week we talked about budget travel. Mm-hmm. And with budget travel, obviously we talked about being really spontaneous and kind of just upping and going. I do this quite a lot where I book trips last minute um, on a budget. And so we're sort of tying in our topic today, though, about minimal requirements needed when traveling mm-hmm. so these are things between steph and i we've sort of learned uh um, hard way the hard way on some of these things when trying to plan for travel and being spontaneous but forgetting about you know sort of tiny details that are quite <laughs> important um when it comes to traveling so we 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 sort of pulled some of these um experiences together today we've got a few stories yes. that we're going to share with you so yeah i guess to start off well, let's take it back like i mean the first time you and i really had that reality check of let's go mm-hmm. oh we can't that goes back to 2010 i think we touched on it on our very first episode where you and i decided to plan a last minute trip to india that's right and as it turns out india requires visas yeah I think we were gonna yeah we decided like right we're gonna go away and it was like less than a week's time between Steph and I we both really just wanted to go to India I can't remember even what it was I I dreamed of going to India my whole life I don't know why I just always wanted to go to India yeah and I probably was just kind of like okay I mean I'm very easy to persuade (laughs) to do anything I am yeah um so yeah we said yeah let's go to India and then we We looked into it and what did, I mean, there was obviously visa requirements that were needed. There was 
I think the vaccinations as well. Like we didn't even have enough time to get those done. What else was there, Steph? There's that. There were some travel warnings that we were still really green and naive that yeah we hadn't thought about. Which sometimes you want to think them through and make a educated decision whether you want to listen to it or go in spite of. Yeah, we just didn't have the time to do any of the things that would have needed to be done. It was definitely. It was yeah. It was definitely um, one of those that. Yeah, as much as we would have loved to go, it's not an easy place to go, kind of on a mm-hmm. whim. Um, whereas yeah. in the end, we went to London and Ireland, which yeah, pretty easy, you know, pretty, for, pretty accessible from Canada. Yeah, I don't believe we needed any. There was no like visa Nothing. requirement, um, no vaccinations that we didn't already have. So, bam, that's pretty what easy. that's what pretty we straightforward. Did. Yeah. Book the flight and go. Yeah. Now. I have, talking about visas specifically, this is mm. one of those things where every country is different. And depending where you're from, you know, the same mm-hmm. where somewhere I want to travel to as a Canadian could be somewhere different, have different requirements for you to travel to the same country. It's all a big yeah. cluster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I learned a lot about this when I was planning for my around the world trip because mm. visas we're crazy. Some countries require your passport for 30 days. Some want it for 10 days. Some you have to courier to. Some, So it was just crazy. And when I was planning for my round-the-world trip, I think the shortest turnaround time one I did was Tanzania. And I might be getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure they had a three-day turnaround. Like, it was really fast. Mm-hmm. So they actually t- turned out to be the last visa I applied for. So I shipped my passport to Ottawa. Well, as it turns out... Uh, the couriers were down one day, they were striking. And then another day, the Tanzanian embassy was, um, what's it called? They were like celebrating a Tanzanian holiday. So even though it was a national holiday, they were observing, they were (laughs) observing. So the Tanzanian embassy was observing a national holiday in Tanzania that we didn't celebrate in Canada. So they were closed. Mm. Um, then the weekend came and three days turned into about nine days. Right. So I was panicking and my passport did not come back until the morning. My flight to Brazil was at 11 p.m. And my passport came that morning. Wow. That's and I got to tell you. Yeah. Like the day before I was ready to get in my car and drive to Ottawa to go pick it up. I'm like, oh, I will drive there and drive home. It's about five hours each way. Yeah. Well, Just what else are you going to do? That would have yeah. been your only option. Well, I was going to. And the embassy was like, no, we already put it back in the courier. It should be there. Oh. And then you're panicking because Canada Post, God love them, but everyone has a story about something that did not arrive. And my mom, God bless her, actually sat on the front porch and waited for it. And then she actually saw the Canada Post truck drive by and it didn't stop at our house. And she just had a feeling. She's like, oh, you know, it's it's supposed to be Canada Post. And there's my mom chased a Canada Post truck down the street. Literally, picture my mom doing this. Mm-hmm. And she waved it down. And thank goodness the guy stopped. He's like, there's a crazy woman chasing me here. And she told him. She's like, we're waiting on something. This is the name. And it was in his truck. He was about to leave. So what, he they had, had gone, the wrong number on it or something? Like the wrong address? I don't remember if it was the wrong address or he just went to the wrong address. But he went somewhere on our street and it didn't get delivered. And he was about to take it back. God damn it, Canada Post. <laughs> I, know, I know. But, um, oh. yeah, that was crazy. And I'm just thinking, you know, I look back on it. Should I have done it? I honestly think when you're cutting it that close, I wish I drove mm. to Ottawa. Like, just straight off the bat. 
drove yeah. to Ottawa, had it done, and drove back because that was wild. I was stressing. Just do I had it. A round yeah. the world flight to Brazil the next day. Yeah. Well, or, and I, yeah. I don't like giving up my passport uh, either. I, I right. when I got my British citizenship in the UK, I did the um, I paid a little bit of extra money to do like the in person. Actually, maybe it wasn't my citizenship. It was my residency. Um, Mm. But yeah, I paid a bit of extra money to go in, have it all processed within a day. It was an extra few hundred pounds. But I was like, I, you know, if I do want to go on like a spontaneous trip or something, I want to have my passport. I don't want to have to mail it in and sit here and wait. I mean, it's just a horrible feeling not having your passport with you at all times anyways. So yes, and I've had to do it many times like that. And I think the time I stressed most was I was in South Africa and I was, I was going to be traveling to China in a few months. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to the Chinese embassy in South Africa and forfeit my passport there for 10 days. Mm. And I think not having your passport in Canada is unnerving as it is. Yeah. Not having your passport in a foreign country was super unnerving. So yeah, that I didn't like, but at least here's the thing is talking about knowing what you need for trips and the minimum requirements, because not only do you have a certain time frame to apply before you go to the country, but sometimes you can't apply a certain time earlier. So for like, what I mean by that is if I had applied for my Chinese visa while I was in Canada still, Mm -hmm. it would have expired by the time I got to China. Yeah, well, that's the same as when uh, when I first moved over to the UK and I got um, I was on an ancestry visa here, um, and there was again a specific timeline. I think it was like from when you receive the visa, you then have to enter the country within ninety days. Often. Yeah, I, I believe it's ninety days, and then if you don't, so again we had to. And remember when we were planning on moving, that's when we had to like really like pick a date book the yeah. flight and then try to work out, all right, now at what point can I apply for this visa? So it's really important to look at those timelines as well, because yeah, if you do things too far in advance, if you're too organized and you think I'm on top of this, I got this, I'm going to get all yeah. my visas together. You know? Uh, yeah. It might be that you've actually screwed yourself over because you got it too early. So, I mean, yep. these are all th- things to consider. I- I'm, I actually used to be so bad actually. Well, I'll hold my hands up. I still am. About actually looking into getting a visa. I, I do this all the time where I'll book a trip and then I'm like two or three days before I'm like, well, maybe not two or three days, but like a few, you know, maybe like a week before I'm like, oh shit, do I need a visa for this country? Like I remember when I saw you earlier this year in mm-hmm. April and I think I messaged you, what was it, like a week before? And I'm like, do I need a visa to come to Australia? Yes. And I was like, yes, you do. And I, I went to Australia like 10 years ago and I I must have gotten one then. I just don't remember the person. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but it was the same thing. I had actually asked, and this kind of goes back to knowing what, like, depending on what country you're from, what kind of visa you can get or how much it costs, because it is different. Um, yes. And I was messaging you, and as a Canadian, I messaged another friend of mine who had recently been to Australia. He was Canadian, and they were saying to me, I think you both said like, yeah, it's 20, 20 bucks or something. And you go mm-hmm. through this process, but because I was uh, using my British passport, I actually found that it's, it's a free visa on a British passport, oh. Oh. but I would, yeah, like I, but I was so confused. Cause I'm like, why is everyone telling me it's $20? But then when I applied for it, it, there was no, um, like it didn't charge me anything. It said, yeah, well, you know, this will get processed. We'll send it, send it to you. So I was almost panicking a little bit. Cause I'm thinking, are they going to process it? And then send it back to me and say, oh, you've got to pay. 
But then once, and then I realized the only people I had actually spoken to about it were Canadians. Yeah. So then when I asked, well, and the Canadian, so if you own a a Canadian passport, when you go to Australia, yes, you have to pay, but if you're British. So then I asked a couple of my British friends that had been to Australia and they said, no, 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 it's, it's free. And then I looked it up. I went on, you know, the, the UK, uh, you know, home office website. Uh, But it's these things. I I do this all the time that I don't research it ahead of time. And, And again, because I do everything so spontaneously and, you know, I book everything so last minute. I am still very guilty of that where I'm like, okay. And I have to mentally like, I have to remind myself now every time before you book anything, just check first, check first visa requirements because you know, you don't want to book a flight and then realize shit, I can't actually go. I just want to, yeah. And I just like listening to us speaking right now. It just, I don't know how to say this the right way, but it makes me so like, we're so lucky that we can have that kind of afterthought and then do it quickly. Like, cause we're from countries mm, yeah. where a lot of times you can pull it together quickly, but there are people from other countries who, you know, they don't have that kind of, mm-hmm. uh, what's the right word? Like privilege. Really? They don't yeah. have that. They, if they do not have their ducks in a row, they are not even yeah. traveling to a country. I have, I have friends here from, you know, loads of, I mean, I'm, I'm in a, one of the most multicultural cities in the world. Um, and speaking to some of my friends, I've got friends from Poland, I've got friends from Colombia, um, I've got friends from South Africa, and some of those countries, like, to get a visa to go to, the, mm-hmm. it takes a long process, and sometimes you even have to go in um, and interview with, like, it's, yep. yeah. like you said, we are lucky. I had to, to interview but, in China, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you do have, like, dual citizenship, if you're lucky enough to have that, you should check. That's something really important to check, like what country you're going to. And maybe it is easier to use one passport over the other. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah, always rules be against careful. that. Yeah. But definitely be careful with that. Yeah. The other thing that I, well, I used to be quite oh gosh, guilty of. This... Well, with, with phones, I never yep. would look into phone plans. And thankfully now I feel like um, most phone companies have like a, a daily rate to use data. Mm. So with my phone plan, mm. it's like five pounds um, in certain countries. And then there's another list of countries that are like six pounds, Canada being one of them, which is really annoying. Um, and then within Europe now, it's actually free. It used yeah. to be back in, back in the day that I'd pay five, I think three or five pounds a day for any other European countries. But now in Europe, you can actually like with the plan I'm on anyways, I can use my phone anywhere. But back in the day I used to come home and my phone bill would be like 150 pounds. I think the highest oh. one I had was like 250. Um, but that's nothing compared to, let's talk about high cell phone bills. Well, and, and Steph, I know where you're going with this story. And this is like one of my favorite Steph moments, oh, travel moments ever. I don't because- know if this story makes me want to laugh or cry. It's it's definitely one of those. And I remember when you told me this years ago, you know, that quote where they say, if you don't know whether to laugh or cry, just laugh. And I think that's what we did because this is so, so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) I was laughing while I was crying because it was so Uh. absurd. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, so... A couple years ago, and I've touched it on it already on this podcast, I went on a super spontaneous trip to Germany. And by spontaneous, I mean 12 hours. And minimum planning tip two is to know your cell phone bill and what you're going to do. I used to years back always think, oh, I'll just use Wi-Fi. And then I got to know myself. I don't just use Wi-Fi. I need a data plan. Mm -hmm. So I got a data plan. Steph is on her phone a lot, can I just say. (laughs) I don't think anyone would argue with you. I'm working on it. But, um, (laughs) but like, so I got a data plan. I looked, I read all the options. I went for, I opted for the bigger one. I paid a good chunk of money for it. And one of the defining parts of the package was if you reach your limit, your data will be shut off and you'll be prompted to buy another package. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, great. That's perfect for me. So I go, I go to Germany. I'm using my phone as I see fit. I'm using it everywhere. Um, nothing happens. I never get that message. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't even used my data plan. <laughs> I have so much data <sighs> left. <laughs> I have all the data in the world. And you let me tell not. you, this was in the <laughs> universal shift that everyone was going through from BlackBerry to Android and iPhones. Oh, that's right. Because you were BlackBerry like ride or die, weren't you? <laughs> I was. I was. I was from Waterloo. I was in Waterloo. I had to be Blackberry ride or die. Ride or but die, yep. Eventually we all, you know, we all got made the caught shift. up with the times. I got an Android, so I had a Galaxy, which the one thing Blackberry was very good at was truncating data. Mm-hmm. iPhones and Galaxies do not. So not only mm. was I unaware of how much I was using on a normal phone, what I was using on my new phone was out of this world. So I go to Germany, never get the message, come home. I'm all proud of myself. <sighs> what what happened next? <laughs> I'm at work one day and I get a call that it was someone from the UHU at Rogers Canada. Rogers what's is the UHU? What, what's well, UHU? I bet you no one out there knows of the UHU unless you've gotten this call. The UHU oh, right. is called the Unusually High Usage Department. Oh, no. This sounds like something straight out of CH, CSI. <laughs> and so they're like oh we're just calling you know we noticed you had an abnormally high amount of data and i'm thinking okay how much did i use and i i couldn't tell you the number right now but i mean comparative to today's terms it wasn't that high what in, in sorry can i just in in your head yeah what were you thinking like because uh, if you got a call like i that, thought you my would phone go, i thought he was gonna tell me i owed about three or four hundred dollars right that's what i would think as well you're like okay four hundred like that's high yeah. yeah, I was like, this is going to suck, but I'll suck it up and pay it. Damn yep. it. Yeah. So then he tells me, well, you went over by this much and we charge. It was something like he said, three cents per 
like bite yeah of data right and i'm th- you know three cents per bite that sounds low i said okay how many bytes are in a megabyte and how many megabytes did i go over and i'm doing the math yeah and then he tells me yes you owe us seventeen thousand eight hundred and sixty eight dollars and I remember I was sitting at my desk and immediately like my mind is just like, this can't be real. $17,000. That is a down payment oh, on a house. I said, I said that to him. I said, That's... that is more than I paid for my brand yeah. new car and more than I paid as a deposit on my house. That is $7,000 more than the deposit I put down on my place at the, around the same time. Yeah. That is and, that's... and that's what I said to him. And then I started crying because it was oh. really happening, but I started laughing. And I was doing this crazy female laughing and crying at the same time thing. Yeah. Oh, so, and then, oh, what he said to me next, I'll never forget. And it's always in my mind. So I'm doing this crazy laugh or cry thing, and this guy on the phone doesn't know how to comfort me while asking me for seventeen thousand plus dollars. As most men so don't. He says so. to me, "He's like, don't cry. It's just money." And I went, "No, five hundred dollars is just money. Like, yeah, this is not just money. That's like some and people's then, life savings, like twenty grand almost. I mean, oh." Well, and then I was like, okay, so what do we do? Because you know I'm not paying that, right? Like, that was literally what I said next. I'm like, I'm not paying that, so what do we do? Yeah. And then I, I, I hadn't had time to process it. Obviously, they caught me on the phone. And then later, I was like, wait a minute. And I pulled up my cell phone plan that I had that said they would prompt me. So I went back to them, and I fought with them. And, you know, they obviously have to escalate it higher and higher. Mm. And apparently, what they tried to tell me was, so... The cell phone data plan that I bought and everything it said, it would have triggered a notification if I had purchased it on my phone via the website. Right. Okay. But since I called in to buy it, they say that's a data pack, not a data plan. They were trying to tell me it's the exact same thing, but they're saying on the website is a pack. And on the phone is a plan. How, how would anyone oh, know that? Like That and, is what I said. You're pretty tech savvy. I'm somewhere up there with being tech. Like, but I'm just thinking of like people that That's are what I said. like older people. But there's so many people that would not know that. Oh, and I said to them, I'm like, you show me where in writing there is a difference between a data pack and a data plan. Because right. if I look online and it says, you know, whatever the name of the plan was. Da, 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 data plan and I call in and they're like oh you're interested in the da, 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 data pack I'm not yeah. gonna pick up on that little like no one is yeah so of uh, course. obviously I fought with them for months and then we ended up getting it down to I think in the end I paid about $700 and some which That's still a lot now, but now in hindsight I shouldn't have no then you shouldn't have what, paid for any of it oh, and what drove me crazy is it was a less than a year later Canada introduced laws so that phone companies couldn't do that anymore any plan where someone reached a limit abroad or overseas had to be mm-hmm. cut off before they allowed them to go astronomically yeah. high like that. And this is and this is exactly why phone phone companies now have have that. I mean, it's it's been a few years since this incident, but uh, yeah. it's still worth though. Before you go away to another country, like call your phone company and just you know let them know, hey, I'm going to be here. Like just because I mean, stories like this. They Mm -hmm. leave me so paranoid now where, I mean, again, even with my my phone, I know that I've got the daily cap, but a lot of the time I'll still call my phone company and say, hey, I'm going here. Hey, I'm going here. Like, I just want to double check that this is how much it's going to cost me. 
The great thing about uh, cell phones now, too, that we didn't have then, are you can very you can tr- control your cellular data. So you can turn off almost all your apps except for one or two. Um, you can turn off apps running in the background. Like yeah. there's a lot of things you can do now that weren't available back then. But it, oh, it still gets me fired uh, up. <laughs> like, well, and even I you say that, I remember. That I remember being in, um, like, back home a few years ago in Canada, and this is before they had Canada as, like, one of the listed countries. So, like, if I were to leave my phone off, like, off airplane mode, it would, like, the data would have been insane. Yeah. And I remember I had it on airplane mode all day, and I was sitting on the on the train going back to my parents one night, and by accident, my finger slipped, and I hit, uh, I think I meant to hit Wi-Fi or something, I don't know, but I turned airplane mode off. And I all of a sudden just got um, all these notifications from like emails, messages that I had coming through. And I said, oh, shit. Like, I've tur-. so I turned it off. And that little split second cost me 45 pounds with Holy my phone shit. company. That's yeah. Crazy. With just, and I, I remember seeing my bill um, and it had that specific day. And I, you know, so I had to, again, I called my phone company. I kind of, um, I think they took it off for me because I said, look, like, that's crazy. First of all, 45 pounds for, you know, but then they did say there are ways that you can, you know, turn off notifications and and exactly like you said, there's so many things that you can do with your phone now. Um, airplane mode. Yes. Obviously have it on, but like I made the mistake, my finger slipped and I turned it off. And well, I think now that's why they have that, those daily limits too, where once you turn it on, like in a lot of places, I know it's five pounds there. It's five pounds in Australia or $5 here in Australia, where it's that limit. So it's not out of control because yeah. what they were doing before to people was just not fair. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. To, to segue here a little bit. So sometimes look at your data plan, but sometimes if you're going to a country for a certain amount of time, it's so much cheaper to just get a SIM card there. Yeah. So for example, that's true. I have a girlfriend here from Canada right now who flew over for her to buy a SIM card at the airport was $25 and that included uh, and it was for one month and included 45 gig of data mm-hmm. unlimited calling within Australia and 500 texts and call minutes of calling time to Canada or wherever she wanted yeah. to call international. So that $25, her cell phone bill from Canada, if she wanted to use a daily amount was $12 a day. So for what, for two days worth of data on her home plan, she could have bought a SIM card for the month here. You just have so, to look at how long you're going away for what's going to be. I mean, this is what this is what I mean. Just call your phone company before you go. Yeah, you know, definitely. no matter where you're going and just try to figure out what's going to be the best option, whether it's to use your own phone, get a SIM card while you're there. This is definitely something that you want to just do a little bit of a little bit of research before you go. Take it from mm-hmm. Steph and I. Take it from Steph and her $17,000 <laughs> phone bill that she got in Germany. Oh, I, that is one of those things where I remember when it was happening, I documented it on, every day on um, Facebook, like the updates. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever had such engaging posts where people, you know how you have mm-hmm. all, the, you have the people you talk to all the time and then you have all those people on Facebook you really don't talk to. Yeah, they were like invested in the story. <laughs> like everyone was wanting to know what happened. So now in my Facebook memories, whenever it comes up, I'm still always like, oh, like, I can't believe that happened. I can. Yeah. Knowing me. But at the same well, time, I can. Like, it's Steph just so was, surreal. You go like Steph always has this like everyone always says that Steph is blessed with good luck. And you are, mm-hmm. but I would say just as equally, you're blessed with a lot of, it, it evens out with your bad luck sometimes. Yes. 
I find like people joke I have a horseshoe, but I think the yeah. universe balances that out. Oh, hundred percent. And the thing is, all those people out there though, they don't know about a lot of these. You know, the 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 bad luck that stuff. Because those are the ones stuff doesn't. I mean, in this instance, you did put it on Facebook. But... Yeah. No, I mean most of the bad stuff that happens in my life, I'm not putting it out there. No, you just tell me I'm about crying it. and eating poutine and watching emo movies, and yeah. that's when I'm abnormally quiet online. <laughs> Besides phone plans, uh, visas, passports, um, yeah, the other one that comes to mind is obviously vaccinations. Um, and I think, like, Steph and I, we've done an entire episode on vaccinations. Yeah, so if we've... you haven't listened to it, go listen to that. Uh, we won't repeat <laughs> ourselves here, but it is so important to make sure that you are up to date with the vaccinations with whatever and... country that you're going to. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say another big thing for you to know before you go is I just had like I liked that I'm like hashtag no before you go I, I was gonna say that's good but you know we should have that as like a little segment Steph's no before you go tip I like it done another thing you should definitely know before you go is what season is it there and that sounds so simple mm. but I mean I gotta tell you I've done a lot of traveling I landed in South Africa and it was negative degrees <laughs> I went to India and it was monsoon season Mm-hmm. I went to Egypt and it was Ramadan. I mean, which yep. was fine, but it's closed. Egypt is mm. closed. Was it? We were quite we were quite hungry when we were there. We ended up <laughs> eating McDonald's, I think, every day because that was kind of the only place open in Cairo. So <laughs> we literally had McDonald's every day in Egypt yeah. because it was Ramadan and nothing else was nothing was open until 7 p.m. No shame. The only time you can eat McDonald's <laughs> three days in a row and not feel bad about it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, just look up and know where you're going. And another great example, I don't even, I can't remember if I've touched on this in another episode, I think I did, was in China. When I landed Mm -hmm. there and there was a military parade going on and Beijing was shut down while I was there. Like, well, you could not a, go near Tiananmen Square. Nothing. If you need like, to know, crazy. like like you said, uh, look, just ahead of, again before you book, double check, yeah, what the weather is. I mean, because that's the other thing. You don't want to go during yeah, monsoon season. There's places mm-hmm. like in ba- Bali. When I went to Bali, um, I think I booked it just outside of, like, rainy season. But there was a couple days we were there, and it just was pouring rain the entire day. Um, and so there's people that book these trips and they're like, Oh, this is, this is, uh, this is really cheap. Uh, I'm booking this last minute. And then they get there and they're like, Oh, I see why it was, you know, cause it's pissing mm-hmm. down rain or, um, and, and then, yeah, again, check that, you know, see what's actually going on in, in the, the country. If there's any, you know, you don't want to go somewhere either where there's say pro like, you know, protests going on, that kind of stuff. It's always good just to do a little bit of research there and yeah, see what's going on. Well, before you I gotta just tell you, up and go. A, a girlfriend of mine booked a trip for her and her husband to Thailand. Mm-hmm. And I I never forget the call. She called me up and she was like, Steph, I think Jared's going to kill me. And I was like, what happened? She's like, I booked a trip to Thailand. We spent all this money. And I forget the name of the festival right now. You might remember it. But mm-hmm. it is a massive festival in Thailand where basically there's no alcohol served. There's no meat served. It's the one where... Um, people are piercing themselves with knives oh that's oh that's the um i think it's called like the vegetarian festival which sounds 
quite wholesome yes. and you know foodie like <laughs> but that's the one where they do the really extreme piercings with like swords and yeah that's the one so she booked and they were going to Phuket where I think it's the biggest yeah like, it's, it's in there. Phuket it's the it's the big and festival I, in Phuket yeah and I just remember her calling me and she's like my husband is going to kill me if I've just booked this elaborate vacation and he can't drink or he can't eat meat <laughs> hey but you could like, go to the festival <laughs> there's a you know <laughs> I think that'd be oh, quite I, cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think they ended up finding places outside of the festival. So they I mean, were all right. It worked out all right. But yeah. she was genuinely like, my husband will kill me. Like, this is not okay. And I'm like, this is why you look things up beforehand. Well, they could have joined in. You know, it's a very like religious experience. And isn't it supposed to be quite Zen like? I don't know. Would you I ever put know. a metal, a metal sword through your face stuff do you think come on now <laughs> i don't know i, I mean, mean maybe you know, you're uh, quite adventurous no, i don't think there's enough drinks in the world where I, i've never even pierced my my nose <laughs> like, yeah i mean a pierced nose is quite painful i have mine done yeah no throughout our episodes already we've been the biggest advocates for not just traveling in general but you know if you want to be spontaneous go for it yeah and then there's this like little responsible part that's like there's Remind like being, there's important things. There's being spontaneous, smart. And I think yes. that's what we are. I think we're getting there anyways. I mean, again, a $70,000 phone bill is, is not smart by any means, but it's a learning curve. So, you know, we're here to um, share our bad experiences uh, with you guys. I've got to say, I feel like this is just going to be a part one because we touched on visas, cell phones, and kind of, you know, where you're going and what's happening. Mm, it's just good. We've breached I, kind of the surface, time, I think. Yeah. Every time we record something later, I'm like, oh, and so let's call this a part one. Yeah. Mm. There's definitely other things. And, and, and as I said, Steph and I, the, the, the three kind of main points we went through today, that's just based off of our own own sort of experience. And yeah, yes. we would love to do a part two. And if there's things, I mean, there's definitely going to be things that we didn't talk about today that for anyone listening, you know, you'll be like, what about this? What about this? So let us know, you know, what's your minimum requirement of, of planning that it comes to when traveling, mm-hmm. especially spontaneously. Yes, 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 yes. So on that note, I just want to, normally I'm not a big fan of teasing what's coming next week, but I think I want to do that this week. So we did an episode on long haul travel a number of weeks back. Mm-hmm. And there's a part two coming of that because I have a very serious update. Something that has happened in my life and a friend's life that I think really the message really needs to be spread. So that is going to be next week. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone so much for listening. All right. Talk to you all later. All the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google play music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on that drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out want to support us on patreon find us over at shit have learned abroad pod and donations start as low as just one dollar also if you could follow us on twitter and instagram at shit abroad pod and facebook by searching all the shit i've learned abroad thanks so much for listening Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.